Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the ICU Educational Podcast. Today we have Jack, who is our CRNA uh, nurse practitioning student from Northwell Hofstra. Welcome, Jack. Thanks for having me. Sure. What are you going to speak about today? So today we're going to talk about the American Society of Anesthesiologists uh, ASA classification, which is used to assess and communicate a patient's like pre-anesthetic medical comorbidities. So it's a tool used between anesthesia providers and to the ICU PACU team. So it's really helpful for predicting pre uh, perioperative risk. But this system alone definitely does not predict the anesthetic risk or the perioperative risk alone. So it's kind of a tool that, that's used for communication. Uh, so there's six different ASA classifications, one through six. So if, uh, just to start, like so one is a healthy normal patient, then six is someone who is being declared brain dead and whose organs are being removed in the OR. And then if someone has a, for example, an E next to the number, like a ASA 1E, that is someone that's a healthy patient having emergency surgery. So just to go through it, uh, ASA 1 is a normal healthy patient. This person is non-smoking, healthy, no issues, uh, normal BMI, and but can have some minimal alcohol use. ASA 2 is a patient with mild systemic disease, uh, but this systemic disease does not have functional limitations. This could be someone with hypertension or diabetes that's well controlled. Uh, and their BMI is uh, less than 30. This is like your hypertensive patient that takes some meds and they're, they're therefore controlled and they live their life. Uh, ASA 3 is a patient with severe systemic disease, however it has functional limitations. So the main difference between 2 and 3 is the uh, functional limitations part. This person has poorly controlled diabetes or hypertension, BMI greater than 40, uh, and then they have uh, end-stage renal disease, for example, undergoing regularly scheduled dialysis with a history greater than three months, MI, CVA, TA. So one important thing about ASA 3s is that they're having those regular dialysis. They had a TIA, but it happened over three months ago. Mm -hmm. And this kind of brings us into ASA 4, which is a patient with severe systemic disease that is not consistent, that is consistent threat to life, sorry, mm. I got tongue-tied a little. So this person has a recent MI or CVA, so that's the main difference, the three months category. So if you had MI within three months, now you're having surgery, that's where you're gonna jump into a classification of ASA-4. ASA-5 is a surgery uh, that is threatening to, the patient would not survive without having the surgery. So it's a, mor it's a morbid patient who is expected to survive without the operation not expected to survive, like I said. So it's someone like a triple rupture triple A that's mm -hmm. either gonna they're gonna pass away if they don't have the surgery, but if they have the surgery, they have a chance of surviving. Or brain bleed or something. Yep. And then kinda like I said earlier, ASA six is a patient that is declared brain dead whose organs are being removed uh, for do donor purposes. And that's the spectrum of uh, ASA classifications. And do they decide on the anesthetic based off of that? Or like for someone like class one, would they still do general anesthesia or do they try not to go? I guess it would depend on the surgery. Yeah, it just depends on the surgery. It kind of gives you, uh, kind of helps paint the picture about what's gonna happen, intra-op, you know, pre-op, intra-op, post-op, what your anesthetics might be, 
Am I going to give the normal dose of induction medications? Might I have to tailor them back? Okay. Uh, or if an anesthesiologist or CRNA is you know, relieving somebody else and they see the ASA classification, it can start to hint uh, how acutely sick this patient mm -hmm. is. Great. Well, thank you, Jack. Thank you for having me.